What's up, everybody? I'm Kelsey Logue. You are listening to Joyfully You Podcast. So I created this podcast originally because I really love connecting to my inner child. And I've discovered so much healing and empowerment and expression through tapping into that part of me, that that innocence, that curiosity, that confidence of like, this is who I am. This is what I like. And that's been such a fuel um, for so many other areas. And, and that was really the intention behind creating Joyfully You Podcast. And so this episode is all about a Temescal experience that I had while living in Mexico. I was there for a month and a half um, early this year in 2020. And I got the opportunity, I got the invitation to go to a Temescal. And a Temescal is a traditional Mayan sweat lodge. And it is like this igloo in a way, but it is this these different rocks where the rocks that we were sitting on didn't get hot. Um, it was actually quite cool, the rocks we were sitting in. But in the middle, they'd bring in these huge rocks that had been in the fire that were basically these giant pieces of coal. And they'd bring it into the middle and using different like wands of herbs they would splash water on it and it would create a steam effect that you're basically in a natural steam sauna kind of a thing. So that's just kind of the, the basics so you kind of see what it is I'm talking about. But on a spiritual and energetic level, uh, temescals are created as a purification or a catharsis almost. And catharsis is when it's a full release of like purging emotions, energies, things that are no longer serving us, that are that are holding us back, that are um, not in alignment with the true essence of who we are. So a temescal, you physically, you're sweating and sweating and you feel like you're going to pass out. You know, emotionally, you're pushing up against your edge of, can I do this? I don't think I could do this. Oh my gosh. And you're going, you're dancing on that fine line of pushing past the boundaries of what's possible. And then on a spiritual level, combining it with intention and imagining it being, you know, letting these different uh, elements, because it's all about the elements of the earth, wind, fire, and water. And so they use all four of these elements throughout this experience. And there was actually four sessions where we would all go in. And as you go into this igloo, there's probably 20 of us and everyone is like so close together. You're just sitting cross-legged in this like igloo. Like you can't really stand all the way up. You're kind of crouched down and everyone walks in like a clockwise position. So even if you want to walk in and just sit to the right, you have to go to the left around the circle of people in order to sit there. And the point of that is to keep the energy flow going in the same direction. Um, so, I arrived there and people were kind of like, it, it was interesting because I was arriving there and like people seemed to kind of know each other. I didn't really know anyone. I was like, okay, everyone's kind of, there's a big fire and arriving, they had a big bowl of like natural tobacco. And so they said to go ahead and grab um, a little piece of tobacco and set an intention and a prayer for um, going into this Temescal for the things that I want to release and the things I want to let go of, and as well, the things that I want to welcome in. 
And it's an offering to Grandfather Fire with this tobacco because they believe that tobacco um, is a spirit. Not is a spirit, but tobacco has a spirit, has a soul. Um, the same way that they believe like cacao, the spirit of cacao as a, as a medicinal um which is chocolate, you know, it, it's the raw form of chocolate. But Mayans would use cacao as a heart opener and would use it for gatherings. And it has a lot of different amazing properties. But they view tobacco as similar. So the the main shaman that was leading it, he was like smoking tobacco, you know, beforehand. And it's just so interesting because it pushes up against our Western beliefs that are just told that this is bad, period. You know, smoking is bad, period. And so to see it in such this... Um, different light. You know, I, I, every time I travel, I do my best to just be open to really strip away the conditioning that I've been taught of what's good, bad, right, or wrong, and just witness someone else's culture for what it is. Right. Cause the only reason I would say, Oh, that's not right. is because it's different from mine, but they could say the exact same thing going the other way around. So I have this handful of tobacco and I go over to the big fire and it's kind of this like fireplace in a way. It's like an outdoor fireplace where all these big rocks are stacking up. And I'm later later to find out, you know, those big rocks are going to be shoveled into this igloo hut that is the Temescal. Um, so I go over to the fire and I have my tobacco and I'm saying my intention and my prayer. And, and then you throw the tobacco into the fire as an offering and... The way that they see it is when the tobacco hits the fire, it changes form and it burns, it turns to ash, and then that creates smoke. And it's a symbolism of transformation. It's a symbolism of fire being able to take something and completely turn it into something different. And they believe that the smoke, like the offering of the smoke going up, is like allowing the things to be released and to turn into something new. So it's just like a really beautiful metaphor. Um, and it's just very ritualistic where everyone kind of was doing the same thing. And it's just kind of this like silence in a way of, of just honoring where we all are individually within our own connection to, as they call, grandfather fire. And so um, after that, so that I noticed like while I was putting in the tobacco to grandfather fire, Next to it were these huge bundles of herbs. So I recognized one of them. I was like, oh, that's that's mint. Like, oh, that's rosemary. And it's like, the, it was almost like this huge bouquet, but it was just of herbs. And there's four of them. There was rosemary, mint. Oh, what was the other ones? Rosemary, mint. Oh, chamomile. Chamomile. And there's another one. It'll come to me later. So each of these wands were sitting in water in a bucket in front of the fire. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. It's probably doing like a tea, like an herbal tea effect. And so they said, okay, we're going to be starting it. You know, everyone, all the other people. Okay. Like, thank God I wore my bathing suit and I wore this like thin dress thing over it. And I was thinking, I don't know why I was thinking we'd be in our bathing suits because I don't know, we're sweating and, <laughs> you know, just assuming things. I don't know. It's just, But I'm glad that I wore something that was thin enough to be able to wear into the Temescal and just sweat through it because everyone else had this like 
certain type of band thing, this like thick fabric belt that they wrapped around their waist. Like they were all kind of professional within their Temescal attire. And there seemed to be a kind of like a cultural thing. You know, I'm like, okay, I don't know. Oh, there's another thing that everyone kind of had a handkerchief. And the handkerchief they put down um, outside the Temescal. And on the handkerchief, they would add like their crystals or they would add someone put a photo it's almost like they people were creating their own mini altars as like an and then what I noticed a couple other people did is they had their handkerchiefs with small crystals and they put it in the middle and they folded the handkerchief up and then rolled it up with the crystals in it and then wrapped it around their forehead and tied the handkerchief like a sweatband around their forehead but inside of the handkerchief was their crystals. And I was just like, oh, this is so cool. Like it was just such like this cultural, natural experience. And like, I didn't take any photos or anything like that. Like as much as I wanted to bring people in, because I mean, you guys follow me on Instagram, you know, I love Instagram stories. I love bringing people into the experiences and like sharing them with people. But this just felt so sacred. It felt so um, authentic and real that it felt wrong to bring in documentation through my cell phone. It almost felt like my cell phone didn't belong within the era of what was happening. It felt like such a foreign thing to have a phone when we were just, the intention was so deeply connect to connect to the earth. Um, and so that was cool. That was something I noticed beforehand. So once we got ready to go in, um, the main guy was speaking in Spanish and it, it, then someone else mentioned like, Hey, can you start doing it in English? So then they were doing it in Spanish and in English. But the very first time that we were going in, he was talking about um, surrendering our mind to the present moment of our bodies, allowing Pachamama, which is Mother Earth, allowing the spirit of Mother Earth, the the grounded, steadfast, like purity of it to wash through you in this moment. And it was just so interesting. He took uh, and so the first one, I think, was focused on fire I don't remember if it was, there was, so there's four sessions of it and each one, oh, it was the directions of North, East, South, and West. That's what it was. It was four directions, but he talked about all of the different elements. And on the first one, he grabbed one of the herb wands and that bucket. And so he's taking the herb wand and he's like praying and he's talking and he's taking um, the herb wand in the water and splashing the hot rocks in the middle that we were all like crouched and sitting around in this like sweat lodge igloo and as he's doing that it's just creating steam but the steam is just has this beautiful aroma of the herbs and then sometimes he would he would like wave the thing around the top and he would like put water on people and like the water was just like hot and it was just like sticky and uncomfortable and you just feel your chest is tight and it like kind of gets hard to breathe but like the first one I was like okay I could totally do this and we stopped and some people got out. I, I just sat in there because I thought the after the first round, it was done. And in my mind, I was like, oh, my God, everyone said this was so intense. And that was easy. Like, really? I thought we were going to keep going. But what I didn't realize is there was another session. So then they come in and he has a different wand. You know, this time he has the rosemary. And he's talking about different, um, different things. I, I don't remember specifically, you know, some of the things he was saying. But a lot of it was allowing ourself to see our truth and allowing ourselves to connect with the spirit of mother nature and 
allow ourselves to see our own truth of what's been holding us back and allowing ourselves to offer up those fears and concerns and those worries, offering them up because there are no obstacles. There are only projections of our own fear and projections of what our mind thinks we can handle and allowing that trust in spirit to guide us. And it was just so beautiful. And so we did the second session. I was like, wow, that was so good. And that was starting to get hotter. And and then we ended, I was like, oh, geez, we're going for a third time. Because at this point, like I'm hearing what he's saying in Spanish. I'm understanding most of it. But I'm I was like so much in my own mind of what my own experience was that I'm hearing what he's saying, but I wasn't like hearing everything. And I also just didn't know. I It was my first Temescal, so I didn't realize there's four sessions and that's like a normal thing. So the third session comes and it's getting hot and I'm right by the like curtain door that's keeping everything insulated. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I start fidgeting. I start kind of freaking out because I'm just like, oh my God, trying to breathe. But then like you're breathing out of your nose and just the heat from your own body that it it was like burning my nose underneath my lip. And I was like, oh my God, this is just burning. And I'm like trying to put my hands on the stone that I'm sitting on because it was cold. It was just cool. And then I put the hands on my, on my face to try and cool it. And I started getting that like panicked. And I was like, wait, Kelsey, stop. I was like, in that moment, I'm like, breathe. You're coming up against your edge. You're approaching that line of fear that you think, you, you know, you can't do this. You can do this. Just breathe breathe out. And so I'm breathing out of my mouth and I just tried to focus on relaxing my body because I realized I was tensing up. And I, in the back of my mind, I was like, just open the fucking door, just open the fucking door. But it was like, no, don't be that person. Don't leave when, when like, don't uh, let it out when we're, ah, you know, it's like you, that moment of wanting to break down, wanting to stop. And I held through and then it ended and the door opened and I just literally crawled out of there so fast. And I like laid down and they had buckets of water and they were like, do you want me to pour water on you? So I'm standing there and they have this this coconut and they're scooping water out of this big like trash can bucket and just pouring it on me. And I'm just breathing and I can, I'm looking at the, I open my eyes and the guy in front of me, his lips are blue. And I'm like, wow, it was that intense for everyone. And it pushed me so far. I was like, wow, I can't believe I did it. And at that point, I'm like, oh, this is crazy. And they're like, okay, there's one more round. And I was like, there's four? There's four rounds? And they're like, yeah, the four directions, the four elements, like it's four. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And they were like, it's, and I, I got scared. I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this again. That was so intense. But the fourth one was less intense. It wasn't as, um, it was a little bit less, but it pushed me. It pushed me because I was like, wow, if I could do that, I could do anything Um, because it really, and not to mention my skin looked fucking amazing afterwards (laughs) because it's like, I, you're sweating so much. Every single part of your body, everything is sweating so much that it's just such this deep internal detox. It was crazy. And like, they also say, you know, not to drink beforehand. And I'm not like a super big drinker. So that wasn't a big deal for me. But I know a lot of people if you're visiting Mexico, I know if I visit Mexico with my girlfriends, it's a totally different story versus going by myself. And like, so not drinking before you do a Temescal is super important because you can literally like get sick and pass out and stuff. Um, but it was such a cool experience. Yeah. My face was like shining. It's like all of the pores like got like a full cleanse and it really felt like energetically too. So much was released so much fear, so much worry, 
I look back now and all of the events that have happened, like March 2020 with, you know, this global, global crisis that's, that's turned everything upside down. I keep thinking of all these things that were kind of preparing me to make it a little bit easier to embrace this. Um, I, I moved out of my house January 2020 to start a year of doing like the digital nomad thing of backpacking and living places for like six to seven weeks at a time and moving. That was kind of my vision while running my online coaching business and running my podcast. And, you know, it's funny how you, you set your plans to do something, but the universe will bring you where you need to go. And so I feel like the universe has brought me. So after living in Mexico, I came home for a layover that was supposed to be a two day layover. And it was right when everything was happening. And it just was like, okay, this is clearly a perfect flight for me to be home and stay home. And my flight to Bali had gotten canceled anyways. And so it was just this like, okay, not going to Bali, going home. And the stability to that I actually was really wanting. You know, I always think about the universe is going to give us exactly what we want. So we have to be clear on what it is that we do want. And I did say after doing it and after doing running my business and living there in Mexico, realizing I needed more stability that moving in that short period, it was energetically, it's so taxing to adapt to another environment. And so I realized through that, I'm like, okay, this is, I could do this, but it's not with ease and flow. And I need a little bit more of an integration in where I'm at. For example, instead of being somewhere six weeks, I want to be there three months. And so uh, the things that we don't want, we get insight on. And so I was putting it out to the universe that I wanted stability and it's brought me back home. So I'm back home where I just uprooted and moved out and left. I'm back here and it has been such a blessing in disguise because I feel like I'm getting what I needed, even though I didn't know that's what I needed. I just knew how I wanted to feel and the feelings that I've been getting from being here and having this kind of creating a routine. And you guys got to know, I'm not a routine person. I'm more of a organized chaos, but something I set my intention for at the beginning of this year of 2020, I said, this is my year of organization and structure and allowing structure to guide me so I can flow. Mm-hmm. And so I view it like, imagine like a cup. Like you can have a cup and if I take water and fill it into that cup, it's going to take that form. Water will take form of anything that it's in. And so imagine that water being like your creativity or your, your, your joy, your joy and your, your spirit and your creativity can kind of take form in any environment, but some environments are all over the place and some environments are held together that create like that feeling of being together. You know, when we feel like, Oh, I feel like I'm all over the place. Think about what we're saying in that with our energy. Our energy feels all over the place because we aren't we don't have a container that's supporting our flow. Because if we were to have a cup and there was a hole in it, then our energy is is being held, but it's leaking out. And so we can have different holes in our energy or holes in our container, you know, of bad habits or things that we're doing that's sabotaging. And whenever I look at the times I'm sabotaging, I'm like, okay, what is it that I'm trying to avoid feeling? If I'm ever doing things and doing it and knowing like, why am I doing this? It's like, okay, I'm trying to avoid feeling something. What is it I'm trying to avoid? And I was definitely, when I first got back, when everything was happening and I was like, ah, I, I, 
I don't want to be back home. I just decided to like live in these tropical remote places and left. What do you mean I'm going back home? And I was like, maybe it'll just be for two weeks. And then of course, as I'm staying here, I'm like, okay, no, it needs to be three months. I just discovered that with myself that I work best in like three month periods if I'm going to be moving around. So just embrace it. So just embrace it. Um, and as I've embraced it, it's, it's been really interesting to see how I'm getting what it is I asked for, but not in the fashion in which I thought I'd be receiving it. Um, but once I allowed myself to kind of, uh, oh yeah, I realized I was avoiding feeling the anger of it because I wanted to skip the grief of my plans and rush straight into feeling good, feeling aligned, feeling positive, feeling happy, feeling so many of these things that I self-identify with. And so, you know, every time we have an experience that is difficult and is painful, it starts to push up against this identity we've created for ourselves. And it's so important that we observe our emotions rather than self-identify with our emotions. And this is a practice because there's so many things in our life that we haven't actually chosen, but people have projected onto us. And so we have taken that on as a part of who we are, a part of our identity. And so when things start to happen or we start to feel things we don't normally feel, we start to question, what does this mean about me? Who am I? If I'm experiencing this, because I normally am experiencing this. And so instead of creating an identity around it and making it feel like it's, it's, it's who you are, it's not who you are. It's what you're experiencing and, and like deciding to heal and grow and really look at ourselves so we can become, and, and it's more, it's literally like becoming more of who we truly are before people told us who we are, who we were. Like growing up, people would always say, you're so clumsy, you're so clumsy. So I self-identified as that. And then I kind of enjoyed it because it gave me attention. And deep down, my heart and soul just really wanted to feel loved. So I realized that if I played into the clumsiness, I got the attention that I wanted that felt like love. But self-identifying as being clumsy didn't feel, it was the opposite of feeling graceful. It was actually putting me down. But every time I trip or fall, I would just affirm that identity of, ugh, it's just who I am. But I was allowing myself to believe an identity that other people gave me when it's not actually true. But anything can be true if we believe it. And beliefs are thoughts that we think over and over and over again. That's all. And so these are some of the things that come up when you do Temescal <laughs> and you do some of these other deeper things that is it because the one thing I really enjoyed about the Temescal, as difficult as it was, as much as I felt like I was about to die, um, it's mental, emotional, and physical. So, and spiritual. So every single like sensation is being activated through the experience to where it makes it so impactful because everything's involved and activated and and physically when we have a like physically we're feeling um, an altered state it's it's supporting the flow of energy that's trying to come out and it, it feels like a purge it feels ugly and gross and ugh you're sweating and like you want to just pass the fuck out and it's like you're kind of wondering could I pass out right now 
but so much of the sweat and all the things that are coming out, it just really did feel like a purge of the things that were weighing me down and holding me back. And all those insecurities of that, that dark side that we don't want to look at. It's not comfortable to look at, but if we take the time to look it out with, look at it with loving eyes behind that, behind the things we're really afraid of is everything that we want. The feelings of purpose, the explosive passion towards something, the excitement, the joy, pain shows us our purpose. There's a reason why I care so much about empowerment. It's because I fucking know how much it sucks to feel and truly believe that you're powerless. Because I've, I've been in that where I felt so trapped. I felt so mindfucked. I was in such a shitty relationship and I was allowing it. And I was pushing away the people that truly loved me because I was embarrassed of who I was being. So I didn't even know how to be myself with the people that truly knew me. So it was just this fucking vicious cycle of self-sabotage and isolation. Because I wasn't willing to be with myself. So I was pushing away the people that were trying to actually be with me. And I was attracting the people that were trying to change me and trying to tell me what to do and boss me around. Because inside I was doing the same thing to myself. So I was attracting that. I didn't feel good enough. I wanted direction. So then I attracted someone who wanted to boss me around and tell me I'm not good enough. You know what I mean? We There's still two to tango of like, okay, I attracted that into my life. It's not something that just happened to me. It's something that happened for me. And so if I look at the things that it taught me, then instantly I got something from it. And I'm not a victim to it anymore. And that person wasn't the abuser anymore. He was the teacher. He taught me what I will never put up with again. He taught me what my standards are for what's okay and what's not because he showed me so clearly what's fucking not okay and how it feels. Because of him, I have my own business around self-love and empowerment. That might not have ever happened if it wasn't for the pain I experienced with him. So I really do thank him. And do I want to hang out and sit and see him? Fuck no, he can go do his own life. But I am thankful. He was an integral part of my journey. And it's taken time to do forgiveness of myself for that process. Because it's not even forgiving him. Fuck that. It's forgiving myself. It's forgiving myself for the role I played. It's forgiving myself for not walking away sooner. It's forgiving myself for lying to myself and lying to my friends, saying everything was fine when it fucking wasn't. And things like that came up and got healed in the Temescal the more and more because a couple days before I did the Temescal, I thought I saw that guy and my stomach dropped. And I like held my breath. And because of how physical... The response was, from me just thinking I saw him, I knew, ooh, there's so much more healing to do here, Kels. If my physical body sent me that big of an alert of fear when I saw him, then it showed that I was still afraid of him and like the mind control that I had experienced with him. And so I was like, okay, this is what the work is. This is what I get to heal. This is where I get to see what's beyond that fear and what does that part of me need. 
What does that version of me need and wish that she could have had in that moment that was creating so much fear? Because if I was afraid to see him now, then I haven't fully forgiven myself. I haven't fully forgiven the situation or him. So I really like set the intention on the Temescal to release any fear around relationships and to release any fear around um, around being manipulated and being mindfucked and really just asking for like the truth to be revealed to truly see myself so I can truly see others and so I can really be in like authentic communion and harmonious relationship with myself from truth not from distortion or denial but but from purity of looking at the essence of who I am my inner child that child version that is just full of confidence and curiosity and desire and raw emotion (laughs) and real fucking raw emotion right kids can be excited and then having a tantrum and then totally calm all in like five minutes they're fully ruled by emotion not logic so while obviously having logic as adults is so crucial and it's so important sometimes we can become so logical that we ignore the physical sensations we ignore the connection to nature and the spirit of the trees of earth, of nature, of all these different connections that we have that can bridge us closer to who we really are and that sense of feeling home. Mm. So good. So good. Even like taking a shower can feel like such this cleansing thing. It's like we're cleansing our physical body and doing the Temescal felt like cleansing my body from the inside out it felt like cleansing my energetic body like this full purge it was the coolest thing ever so if you are ever in mexico in guatemala um honduras i don't know if they do them in southern south america but i know central america especially with like uh mayan traditions and the the mayan indigenous culture Temescals are very popular. They're everywhere. And if you ever get a chance or opportunity to do a Temescal, I highly, highly recommend it. It'll push you to your edge. You might even feel like you're about to die, but just know that hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people probably, have been doing this tradition for a very, very long time. They know what they're doing, and and it's been healing people for years. So just trust that you're not going to die. <laughs> You're going to get through it. This is like how I had to talk to myself. I'm like, Kelsey, minds have been doing this for so long, way before you've ever lived or walked on this earth. So just trust and surrender to it. And I really feel like when we trust and surrender to those experiences that are happening in the most intense state of emotions, it becomes way easier to trust and surrender in intense emotions in other scenarios of life so it just becomes like this muscle we cultivate that we get to use so it's nice so this is more of a a personal share as to um all about my trippy experience doing a temescal and uh hope you guys enjoyed it sending you all so much love if you guys like this episode if you like this kind of stuff because i could share other stuff too of like 
trippy experiences or healing experiences I've had from mushrooms or trippy experiences I've had from breath work or even, oh my gosh, meditation. There's been certain meditations that I've done and there's a sweet spot that you get to a certain time in meditation where it feels like lucid dreaming almost and it's very kind of this like psychedelic experience because of the state of brainwaves um, that, that we're in. So if you guys like this, take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag me. I'd love to talk to you in the DMs. I love being able to have conversations with you guys because I know we're like-minded because you're attracted to this podcast. You know what I mean? So sending you all so much love. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Joyfully You Podcast. And I'm your host, Kelsey Lowe. I'll talk to you later. What's up, everybody? So I hope you have been loving all of the episodes here on Joyfully You Podcast. Have you been curious about learning meditation? If you've wanted to learn or you've tried and you just aren't feeling comfortable and confident in doing it and and experiencing the amazing benefits of meditation, then I want to give you this invitation to meditate with me. 5DU is a five-day meditation challenge that is starting May 4th to the 8th, where every day we are showing up together and meditating for under 15 minutes and showing up for yourself five days in a row. We walk through a process together. I walk you through a process, actually, of going from relaxed to releasing to receiving to rejoicing to radiating. So each day has a theme for you to unravel your stress and awaken your power. And so the link is in the show notes. If you would like to join the 5DU meditation challenge, we are starting on May 4th. So register now so you can get everything to be prepared so you can be able to start feeling confident and get connected in the Facebook group with the community of other women that are on the same exact journey as you. Sending you love. I'll see you later.